Hello, everyone, and welcome to the seventh episode of English with Tim, the podcast where you can learn English in depth and detail so you can bring your English to the next level. I'm Tim Sexton, a native speaker English teacher from the U.S., polyglot, world traveler, and author of Words for Numbers, which includes over 500 words needed to talk about data and business. You can find Words for Numbers at patreon.com slash words for numbers. In today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit, or start off by talking about uh, stereotypes and a particular stereotype um, that Germans have about the United States. The stereotype is that Mer Americans uh, chew a lot of chewing gum. So why do Germans associate chewing gum with the United States? After the Second World War, it turns out, Germany, of course, was occupied by soldiers from several countries, among them the United States. There were a lot of U.S. soldiers there and a lot of contact between U.S. soldiers and local people. The Germans noticed two things about these soldiers. First, they often walked around chewing on chewing gum. Germans had seen chewing gum before, but it wasn't until after the war that it became popular in Germany, and Germans strongly associated chewing gum with the United States because they saw so many soldiers from there chewing the gum. Second, many Germans were shocked when they heard spoken English and understood it very badly. The reason they understood it badly was because the pronunciation people from the U.S. used was often very, very different from what they had learned in school, and they made the connection between chewing gum and difficult-to-understand pronunciation, as if the chewing gum were the cause of the difficulties, which it sometimes might have been. So that brings us to the, ep the topic of this episode, the chewing gum accent in English and how to understand it. Chewing gum English is very natural, very informal spoken English in which words and groups of words are pronounced very differently from what's listed in dictionaries and heard in textbook listening exercises, where speech is pretty cleaned up and modified to make it easier for people learning the language to understand. By the way, the technical term for a chewing gum pronunciation of a word or group of words is a reduced form, or also reduction. You may also have heard the term weak form. So, let's get on to some examples of chewing gum English. You already probably know some chewing gum, gum English. In fact, you definitely do. Um, I think everyone listening has heard words and phrases like this. T instead of to. Your instead of your. Gonna instead of going to. Wanna instead of want to. Have to instead of have to. So now that you're thinking about this phenomenon, maybe you've remembered a few other chewing gum pronunciations. For example, shoulda instead of should have, woulda instead of would have, and coulda instead of could have. So let's start with an example where we can hear several different chewing gum pronunciations of a very common phrase and also a more formal pronunciation of it. I will start with the most formal and move step by step towards the most informal. There will be five steps. So, first, is that your? Second, is that your? Third, is that your? Fourth, is that your? Fifth and last, is that your? For example, you could hear this in the phrase, is that your car? Or, is that your car? So actually, I want you to practice saying these forms yourself and not just listen to them. It's actually easy and fun. You just need to act a little bit like each reduction is a new word, a different word that you've never heard before. So I will say all five forms that you just heard before of uh, is that your 
with a pause between them so that you have time to repeat or just to let the sound of the chewing gum pronunciation repeat in your head so you can remember it. So, first, is that your? 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 Now, let's analyze these reduced pronunciations one by one and describe what happened phonetically at each step. The full form is, is that your? And the first reduction, the one with the least changes, is, is that your? We changed the your into your. Your, or your, is a very commonly used word, and in reality, people are lazy. They reduce the longer, harder to pronounce, long vowel o into a shorter, lazier, easy to pronounce uh. In fact, a lot of English vowels are reduced to uh, not just the long o. The next reduction is from is that your to is that your? Like, is that your car? How did this happen? So, the word is is another one of those words that we use all the time, and so it often is reduced. In this case, we just dropped the short i sound at the beginning of is, and so instead of is, we just were left with the next thing that happened is that we dropped the th sound of that, which is the next word. We dropped the th because z and th for the the z from is and the th from that are right next to each other and they sound very similar. So if we wanted to say both of these sounds, we would need to be kind of careful with our mouths and even maybe even make a pause so that there was some uh, a break between the two sounds. And who wants to make a pause when speaking? Probably, honestly, nobody. So again, we went from is that your to is that your? The next reduction is from is that your to zatcher. Almost every time we have the t sound and then a long u sound, we reduce this combination to ch. This is not a unique phenomenon to uh, chewing gum pronunciations. We can hear uh, this sound change in the full, strong, standard pronunciations of many common words. For example, nobody says actually. Instead, people say actually. No one says nature. Everyone says nature. Other examples, not feature, but feature. Not future, but future. Not ritual, but ritual. The reason for the change from t and then u to simply ch is clear. Ch is just much easier and faster to say. So one more time, zat your to zatcher. This particular change from t u to ch is extremely common, as we will see a bit later. The last reduction is from zatcher to satcher. This reduction is simple. I want you to do something right now with your hand. Take your hand and put it on your throat. Now, with your hand on your throat, make the z sound. Do it for a long time. Z. Now, do something different. With your hand still on your throat, say instead s. When you said z, you could feel vibrations in your hand, and when you said s, you did not. Sounds which use vibrations in the throat are called voiced sounds, and ones that don't are called unvoiced sounds. It's easier to make unvoiced sounds than it is voiced ones, and the z and s are really the same sound. Z is, with, is voiced and s is unvoiced. So this phenomenon where we replace voiced sounds with unvoiced ones is called devoicing. So, of the step changes you've just heard about, there are two that are more important. 
One is the change from you to ya, and the other is the change from to you to ch. Let's listen now to four different chewing gum style reductions that contain these two sound changes. In each of the four examples, I'll say four things. First, I will say the reduced form in a very natural way, with my mouth very relaxed, the way a native speaker would say it in conversation. Second, I'll say the reduced form, but in a slower, cleaner, easier-to-understand way. Third, I'll read a whole sentence containing the reduced form, and finally, I will read a whole sentence with a full, unreduced form. There will be a pause between each of these to give you a moment to try to understand and repeat in your mind what was said. So, first, aren't you? Aren't you? Aren't you coming to the party? Aren't you coming to the party? Second, can't you? Can't you? Can't you talk for just a minute? Can't you talk for just a minute? Third, won't you? Won't you? Won't you be able to visit us? Won't you be able to visit us? Fourth and last, Sencha. Sencha. We sent you the package a week ago. We sent you the package a week ago. Now practice saying these forms. One. Aren't you? Aren't you? Aren't you? Aren't you? Two. Can't you? Can't you? Cancha. Cancha. Three. Won't you? Won't ya? Won't ya? Won't ya? Four. Sent you. Sent ya. Sencha. Sencha. So, let's do four more that are a bit more difficult. The first three of them will use the same reduction each time, but each time with a different meaning. <clears throat> so, first, Thoughtcher. Thoughtcher. I thought your brother was a nurse, not a doctor. I thought your brother was a nurse, not a doctor. Thoughtcher. Thoughtcher. We thought you were too sick to come to work. We thought you were too sick to come to work. Third. Thoughtcher. Thoughtcher. We didn't be we didn't call because we thought you're sleeping. We didn't call because we thought you were sleeping. Fourth. What's your? What's your? What's your address? What's your address? Let's again practice speaking the forms. One. Thought your. Thought your. Thought your. Thought your. Two. Thought you are. Thought your. Thought your. Thought your. Three. Thought you were. Thought you were. Thoughtcher. Thoughtcher. Four. What is your? What's your? Whatcher. Whatcher. So let's do five more that are still harder. So far, the reductions you've heard include just one or two sound changes from to you, like in sent you, to ch, like in sencha. 
These next reductions will include some other transformations we haven't talked about, so don't worry if they're difficult at first. So, first of five. Uh, Dincha. Dincha. Didn't you remember that today's my birthday? Didn't you remember that today's my birthday? Chapta. Sorry, second. Second. Chapta. Chapta. Chapta this afternoon. What are you up to this afternoon? Third. Weincha. Weincha. Why don't you follow the instructions? Why didn't you follow the instructions? Fourth. Scotcher. Scotcher. It's got your name written on it. It's got your name written on it. Fifth and last. Escotcher. Escotcher. He's got your documents. He has got your documents. So, that's all of them. It's Monday, and I think you've done or will do enough work today. So instead of saying all these words, we can save uh, these words in, in um, chewing gum pronunciation forms. We can save them for another time. Um, but we're not quite finished yet. So you might have noticed several things from um, all of these pronunciation transformations. First, um, the reduced forms can sound like a foreign language that you've never learned before, or, or at minimum, like a very different dialect of English. Is that your does not sound very close to zatcher or satcher. And if you think that the examples we've done today are a bit easy, maybe you've got some experience with hearing these kinds of things, consider that I am going to is reduced not just to I'm gonna, but often to angana or ama. If you agree that these reductions sound almost like a different language, then the second point should make you feel a little bit less worried. The second point is this. If you listen again to the same reductions, is that your, is that your, is that your, zatcher, satcher, there is at one extreme a very formal, very complete, and totally unreduced pronunciation, and at the other extreme, there is a very radically reduced pronunciation that does not clearly resemble the full form. And in between these two extremes, there is a gradual series of several or even many reduced pronunciations. This might sound frightening. If many different common groups of words have more than one pronunciation, then this means we have to learn perhaps five times as many pronunciations. However, as you have already heard, the reductions are not random or chaotic. There are rules which repeat and can be learned. In this episode, we've already focused on one rule or one sound change rule, the change from t u to ch. Third, the words that are transformed here are ones that are very, very commonly used. The string of words, is that your, is used all the time. The more common a word or phrase is, the more likely it is that it will be radically reduced and get a chewing gum pronunciation. In other words, phrases like, is that your, are very likely to be reduced, but other less common words and phrases also get chewing, pronunci chewing gum pronunciations. So, fourth, going one step further, reductions like zatyr, zatcher, and even satcher are very, very common. They are an important feature of English as it is spoken on a day-to-day -day basis by most native speakers. If you want to understand the, the English of native speakers well, 
you need to know these reductions. Some people learn a large number of reductions without really trying, and they even often do it without noticing that they have learned them. So most people, though, need to learn them by focusing and working on them, especially if they're living in a non-English speaking country. It actually isn't that hard in principle to learn a large number of these reductions. The main difficulty is not the reductions themselves, but the fact that the reductions are only just now beginning to be taught in course books. Even on YouTube and TikTok, there's not a lot of information about this topic. Fifth point, when English speakers use reductions, we are speaking faster, but maybe not in the same sense that many people think. Many people seem to think that when native speakers of English speak quickly, they're pronouncing the full forms of words and phrases just at a higher speed. This isn't true. In reality, what's happening is that parts of words and even whole words are lost while sounds mix together in a way uh, that is not very similar to the sounds of the full form. So, sixth point. You might have asked why native speakers speak using reductions. The answer is that it is easier and faster. We say things like, is that your, did you, and here's your, all the time, so it makes sense that we say them in a lazier way. Seventh point. Knowing a variety of chewing gum pronunciations will definitely help you to understand native English speech better, but you still need to have a solid vocabulary and a strong understanding of grammar, too. Eighth point and last one. If you speak and practice these chewing gum forms, then it will be easier to remember and understand them. Don't just listen. Try to speak them. And of course, listening to them is extremely important, both for listening and speaking. So, I'm really curious to hear your opinions about chewing gum pronunciations, and not just the ones we talked about today. Do you hear them a lot, and do you understand them? Or do you often have the feeling that native speakers say things in ways that are very hard to understand? Or maybe you've never really thought about this before at all and never noticed it. And do you try to use chewing gum pronunciations yourself? I'm very interested in hearing what you think in the comments below. As for me personally, I have a lot more to say about chewing gum pronunciations than what I have talked about today, but we will need to save it for a future episode. So, thanks for listening. Please like, subscribe, and comment. When you do those things, it really does help the podcast, and I will see you next Monday. Thanks a lot.